Welcome to Two Watchmen and a Lady, a Watchmen podcast by DweebThePeople.com. I'm Steven. I'm Randy. I'm Dee. And today we're talking about Watchmen, Season 1, Episode 8, A God Walks Into a Bar. Exploding heads. And heads have exploded and will explode and are exploding. And now it's time to Dweeb the People. Welcome to Two Watchmen and a Lady, Watchmen podcast by DweebThePeople.com. If you like this podcast, then share it with your friends. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DweebThePeople. You can find Steven on Twitter at DweebSteven. You can find Randy on Twitter at CasualChinos. And you can find D on Twitter at DweebDPants. You can also rate us very high on your podcasting app. Sorry, I should have explained. <laughs> Not just in live. Hey, guy. <laughs> I gave this podcast a 10 out of 10. All right, freak. It counts when you say it out loud, but... I just just want some cash for food. All right, <laughs> Hey, homeless fella, come here. <laughs> Let me tell you about this podcast. What's well, a podcast? Nine out of ten stars. Funny? No. No. I lost it. I shouldn't yeah. have kept going with yeah. it. No. You can rate us so high. <laughs> <laughs> high above. Let's get right into it. <laughs> I mean, after we dilly dally just a little bit there, there's there's a there's a little bit to get into here. Yeah, it's one or two things happened in this episode, and D gets the honor of going first. Oh boy, where do you even start with this one? By naming any per- anything. Oh, okay. I guess I'll go with Blue the Man. No. There was a severe lack of Lube Man. Oh, yeah. It's true. Are we ever going to get that? I don't know. That has to be one of the weirdest moments in TV history has to pay off. <laughs> I bet he lubes up at the top of that clock, slides all the way down, Ooh. and like drop kicks Lady True in the chest, or maybe the elephant. Okay. Mm, John, no- John no- noticed the elephant was mentioned in this episode. Uh, yeah, way to step on one of my points. Why don't you go ahead? And yeah, tell why don't us you go ahead elephant. with that fantastic point, elephant lady? No, I was going to say something else first. We'll go. We're waiting. Well, now I lost my place. Uh, just say elephant. <sighs> okay, so I guess the elephant has some significance and it's sharing information. Uh. Because he says, a little elephant told me, or told you, or something. <laughs> That's such a dumb phrase. That's not even a phrase, is it? Well, no, but it was supposed to be like, he was referring to the elephant, clearly. I know. And it's sharing information. Through his slop tube. Yeah, slop tube. That's what that is. Whatever that is. Yes, his slop tube. Wait, so you're telling me, a little elephant told me is not a... Uh... <laughs> not a mistake? It's not a common phrase? People. Oh, okay. Pretty sure there's only one common phrase with elephant, and it's elephant in the room. Or an elephant never forgets. What? Oh. 
Never heard that before. Well, who would ever say that? Somebody being a jackass around an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> what? You say, hey, don't do that. An elephant never forgets. He's right. He'll remember you're a jackass next time you come in here. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell the zookeeper to kick you out. So, did you have a point? I, d- <laughs> <laughs> I think that kind of summarizes our podcast as a whole. <laughs> I guess I didn't have a point. So, what was the f- exact quote? I don't know. Oh, I just boy. wrote down, he said something along the lines of, a little elephant told me so, or something like that. A pretty weak first point, if you don't know the exact quote. <laughs> God! <laughs> Hey, there's only two episodes God. left. So contentious. <laughs> so angry at me. We always get a little punch drunk towards the end of uh, a season. Do we? I think we're just always like this. <laughs> no, we usually pick on you a little more towards the end. Oh, okay. Well, that's because we're usually doing a show like The Walking Dead, where the highlights are us <laughs> ripping on her. <laughs> it's true. Oh, Jennifer Anderson, no makeup photo. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking up the transcript. I'm not... Okay, this is just taking a really long time for something that's well, probably hey, not that big hey, of a deal. thanks for stalling with Jennifer Aniston talk. Well, that's I mean, what came up. I'm trying to search elephant. It and... helps me because she looks like a normal person without any makeup on. <laughs> okay, now all this stalling and ridiculous speak... He says, a little elephant told me. Yeah, okay. So that's, that's exactly what I the said. exact quote. Oh, but <laughs> then he goes, what I don't know is why a blue man is masquerading as a human. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know what we're going to get with this elephant. Gotta Sharing be information with him. But why does the elephant have I, information? I think it's taking people's <laughs> memories. Maybe that's where they're getting the nostalgia from. Like, that's how they're transferring oh. it into the pills or whatever. Oh, that's the secret to nostalgia? Yeah. Like, the the elephants are the middleman yeah. for nostalgia? Interesting. I can see that. Or maybe there's some something in their brains or body that makes their brains so smart and huge, and they're mining that. Could be. It's one of those things, like, how do you come up with that, like, turning horses into glue? Who figured that one out? Somebody like to kill horses? I wonder if it's sticky on the inside. I don't... Isn't it a horse's bones? I don't think it's a horse. Yeah. (laughs) It's still a horse. It's not like the meat. (laughs) It's not not meat in your Elmer's glue. You cut them open like a tauntaun and just glues. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll call this one super. I mean, that's super glue. How they get jello too? From gelatin. Oh. Nasty. Yeah, it's from animal bones. Uh, all right, Randy, it's your turn. Okay. Um. You know, I'm just going to say that I bow to my leader, Damon Lindelof. Mm-hmm. Um. Much like Lost, so for those of you who didn't watch Lost throughout the entire throughout the series, there's an incident on the island referred to as the incident. Mm-hmm. It's something terrible. It's kind of what causes the smoke monster and what they feel causes 
the issue that brings their plane down. And they end up going back in time and trying to prevent the incident. But guess what? The whole time, they are what caused the incident. Yeah. Leading me to Angela caused this. That was and pretty cool. I, yes. I loved it. I hate Back to the Future time travel. I hate the Terminator <laughs> time travel. This is the kind of time travel I can get behind. Yeah. You, you like hey, destiny. Yes. This Well, not necessarily destiny. It's like, if I go back in time to prevent something, guess what? I probably caused it. Like, yeah. That's 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 uh, uh, the loop. But I, and people can go back and forth and time travel all the time. But I love I love this aspect of it. Um, and Lindelof kind of holds true to his beliefs, but also, man, just it was that moment when he is standing on the water and he says, "I'm talking to him right now," and she says, "Why was you know why did Judd have a KKK?" A clan robe in his closet, and he's like, "Who's Judd?" Like, yeah, man, it's so good. You're like, "Holy shit, she did this! This is her!" Yeah, I was when I was seeing that moment too. I was uh, shocked, like you were, and I thought it was great, mostly because Doctor Manhattan was still woozy at the time, Mm -hmm. and if he were in his right mind, he never would have asked that question. He would have been like, "I can't. I'm not going to do that for you." Because he wouldn't, unless it was meant to happen. I don't know. But I would think he honors, you know, space-time questioning. But it's Angela. And not doing it. She's different. Well. But it is it is what caused everything. And I think it was a lapse in judgment on Dr. Manhattan's part to allow that to happen. Yeah, he's an interesting character because he's a human being that basically ascended to godhood. <laughs> who still has human being tendencies, like... The dude's not perfect. Yeah, he he's gonna mess up, and it's. I think that was this was a key moment in showing. I mean, there was lots of moments in this episode actually where that was shown, but man, I just I just stood up and clapped. I was like, yes. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> I mean, you can Nailed even it. get into the fact like like you just said like was this just always meant to happen? Like, I mean, did she really change the future, mm. or did this always happen? I, I like that that way of time travel think like lost does and like they're doing here they did in game of thrones too great scene with hodor oh yeah it's great but i always have problem with i get the loop how it's once it starts it's always looping but i have the problem with the chicken and the egg at the beginning yes because like but until you go back how can you go along that path how can that path already exist that's what confuses me Randy, well, do you have an answer to that? <laughs> what do you What do you mean? Well, like until she actually progresses to her current moment in time in 2019 and goes back into the f- past to implant that little seed in Will's head, then none of those events that already happened leading well, up to that point should have happened until she first went back into uh, that time. Well. We're- so, while I think it's similar to Lost, I think this and Lost are two completely different time travel scenarios because you have a godlike figure who has previously said he experiences time. Yeah. At, he's experiencing the past, the present, and the future all at once, mm-hmm. right? That's how he's able to do this communication. So, by Angela asking that question and it going to the past, that's not changing her present and that's not changing her past. Right. It's just. Her, like at that moment, she says it, and it makes its way to the past. But it sets for it, 
Listen, I think Primer <laughs> tried to do a diagram of this, <laughs> and it, it got conv- convoluted. But um, no, I just I man, I, I loved it so much. And you is, know what? Maybe, it was cool. Maybe Doctor, this type of time travel is only possible with someone like Doctor Manhattan around, since he is currently since he exists in all of his timeline at, right. at the same time. He's able to touch multiple timelines and possibly um, affect everything. Whereas Lost was total BS. Oh, those fighting words. <laughs> I'm still in my stance. I'm not jumping. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was fantastic. But, I mean, all she did was reveal the truth because he was 7th Cavalry. Well, but he we- did have a clan outfit. We don't know that he... Well, yes, we do know that he was 7th Cavalry. They did say that, didn't yeah, they? I thought the senator confirmed it. Yeah. And Walton's yeah, he... wife had a, a trap door in their house, yes. so... Yeah, okay. <laughs> so either way... All right. Anyways. Yeah, but pretty cool reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was in New York, but then he moved to Tulsa to find out who Judd was. Judd. Hi, I'm Judd. Well, it also showed that he, uh, yes. and that's Judge. Oh, my that's name's right. Judge. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name's Judge. <laughs> um, I well, by that scene, it did show us real quick in the PDPD uh, uh, files a few weeks ago. Uh, Captain Metropolis left everything to him. Oh yeah, we weren't sure if he took it, and it sure looks like he took it because <laughs> that's that looked like a fancy place to live. Yeah. Look pretty nice. Uh, my turn? Yes, yep. your turn. All right. I will go with... We got the dong. <laughs> Boy. Uh, no, 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 no. Sorry, I'll take back. I, I, you don't want to talk about the no, dong? No, I'm not going to go there. I'll just talk about it, was, it. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm going to go with uh, we, Dr. Manhattan creating life. This is what he set out to do after... Uh, the whole three million killed incident uh, went to Europa, created this little society in a bubble or something uh, that's supposed to be self, you know, flourishing with a baby river. Yeah, yeah. Or river of babies. Mm-hmm. Or baby pond. Okay, thank you. A pond of baby. Are, are you, know. you just going to go through all the different <laughs> bodies of water? Or? Uh, fetus fountain. Okay, well that. That's a man-made one. I thought you were going more with, like, natural, but okay. Yeah, so, yeah, we got that. Okay. I thought the, it wrapped up that. Now we know exactly what's going on up there. Yeah, the, the thing I found interesting about this is, okay, Dr. Manhattan wanted to experiment with creating life, um, and he gave them, like, he just gave them a manner, right? Mm-hmm. How has their technology not progressed that much? Like, how long have they been there? Because, you know, eventually, that's what you always see, at least in, like, Twilight Zone or in Black Mirror or something like that. Like, a a simulation or a little society that starts out as, you know, this, this kind of Adam and Eve experiment, eventually evolves into full-blown, uh, they have the Industrial Revolution, and they proceed and then end up killing each other, probably in <laughs> rapid pace. Um, I'm just, 
I kind of find it fascinating that they're they're stuck in this era. It seems like, but of well, course they've only been existing for thirty years because he created them in twenty or nineteen eighty five. True, but yeah, and I mean, they end up with a guy that's a genius with them. <laughs> well, and he advanced them significantly, though. Did he? A giant catapult. He that's significant. <laughs> yeah, when they well, have no tools at all. Yeah, but they don't have any tool. That that's the thing, and I, I don't. I think part of the reason why I would argue, if you're going with the whole Adam and Eve scenario, is humans procreated and progressively got more intelligent and these are all coming out of the baby river and not getting more intelligent they seem to be getting dumber (laughs) so uh, maybe that's why they haven't advanced very much i mean even with uh, osmandius you know if he doesn't have any tools there what's he gonna do yeah you're you're right in that it doesn't seem like you know, human right humans right now, you're correct. We procreate, we have a child, we want to take care of that child, we want to pass on knowledge to that child, whereas in this era it's just Um, yeah, let's go pick somebody out of the river. Yeah. Like we don't really have a, an emotional attachment to them. We don't want to make sure that they can endure beyond us. Yeah. I, I okay. I get that. And I bet the longer they live, the smarter they get. So cause like the sheriff guy is the oldest one. Yeah, and same true, with yeah. the so, the lawyer lady. I'm, I'm yeah. assuming she was the other original. I was, I was thinking, I was like, where is the original woman? Because yeah. she's got to be some level like he is. Yeah. And maybe you're right. Maybe it is that like prosecutor lady. Yeah. Um, no, he he probably killed her long ago. Maybe, <laughs> but all the other ones don't seem to live that long, so they don't really reach that level. But it's kind of sad because they were just basically just devoted to Osmandius. And didn't want him to leave. Well, that, I mean, if I can go into my next point, if you want. Uh, Well, it is your turn. (laughs) I guess we, we find out through all this that um, Adrian chose to be there. Like he, Oh yeah. It wasn't, he wasn't imprisoned. He wasn't forced to live there. He thought that this sounded amazing. People there to worship him and serve him. And so he chose to go there and, yeah, it didn't turn out quite as well as he thought it would. <laughs> Smashing tomatoes in his face. And- <laughs> I I did love that this kind of it usurped the theory that happened early on where like, oh, he's in a prison that Dr. Manhattan created because he knew it would be his hell. No, Dr. Manhattan created this place. Ozzy thought it would be his heaven. Dr. Manhattan teleported him there. And you know what? He acts. Asked- I mean, he didn't accidentally. He gave Dr. Manhattan a way to suppress his powers and memories. Yeah, all at the same time. He created his own hell for himself. (laughs) It was was fantastic. Again, it's just kind of like that weird circular storytelling. It was fantastic. Yeah, and uh, I I don't want to step on anybody's points. Because everything just so seamlessly yeah. goes together in this story. It's all just two big storylines. We're, we're almost just one storyline because it's just Dr. Manhattan's storyline. Yeah. Uh, but lots of things. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what Osmandius wanted. Because, I mean... He wanted I, people to worship him. That's that what, what he said. Wanted? Yes, because he was yeah. saying that nobody I he knew... I wanted glory. I didn't realize... Well, that... But he wanted... Because nobody knew that he basically saved humanity, and he wanted yeah. people to know how amazing he was. And 
No one ever asks who drops the squids. <laughs> it's me. And, and if you think about that, I mean, there's no reason for anyone to know who drops the squids. If, if, his, yeah. if he's truly doing this for... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not ulterior. Uh, for the good of mankind. Altruistic. <laughs> altruistic way, reasoning. Yeah. Like... It doesn't matter who's dropping the squids. I think our first clue on this was when he, uh, when the the videos played of him telling Robert Redford, "Hey, you're president, and here's what I did to save the world." Like that's our first hint that no, this dude was not after like trying to save humanity. He wants credit for what he did. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, if you're if you're into like karma and that kind of stuff, it kind of. Uh, is his comeuppance, right? Yeah. Like, this is what he wanted, and it turns out it's his hell. Yeah. <laughs> so, who's dropping the squids currently? Because we saw that squid fall at his Antarctic base. I didn't think it I was mean, automated. I yeah. thought it was he was controlling well, it. I mean, but we're playing with time here, too. So, I mean, that was actually going to... Well, but that was 10 years ago when he... When him and Dr. Manhattan were in Antarctica. Right, but we saw it happen again recently, correct? Yeah. Yes. So okay. I th- I think it's oh, kind unless of... Oh, you think he's, he's escaped. Uh, well... Well, they, so I kind of think it's automated, and it's maybe some sort of AI or something like that that's learning. Maybe... All right. <clears throat> well, you're going to have to bear with me here. Um, okay. Uh, so the goal of dropping the squids, the squids is to keep the peace, right? Like after the psychic blast. So if he has some sort of automated system that has an AI and tensions are mounting and the the threat of extinction level events or people going to war or whatever is rising, then the squid fall would increase with that AI, I think. Okay. Just that that program. Yeah. So I don't think there's anyone there. I think okay. that it's 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 just his system running amok. I can see and that. That's why yeah, that's why Wade is trying to well, that's why he's keeping track of how often these things are happening. Yeah. In, in addition to his paranoia, but like he was keeping track of it, saying it was increasing, that kind of thing. Right, and that that could be why it's become also more unpredictable, I guess. No yeah, one there to it regulate was, it if yeah. it goes wonky. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. So that was D's turn. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. And what did D say? That uh, Adrian chose to be there. Vite chose to be there. Aha! He did. That's true. That is true. Randy, it's your turn. You must also say something true. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I, I, so I know it's kind of along the same lines as my last point of Angela caused it, but I... I want to applaud the overall storytelling and the way that they just compose this episode and the past, present and future all coexisting. And it, it made sense. And I, you know, I don't want to speak to someone who's never seen the source material, who's never read uh, the comic books, who's never, you know, never seen the movie. I feel like if you went in cold, you kind of understand, Oh, this dude's a God. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense. Like, this is how this is happening. I just thought, man, I, I was super impressed with how the story was told throughout this entire episode. Yeah. So is he doing it justice? Who, Lindelof? Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, he wrote a letter 
that he put out before the season started and it was to the fans i saw and, that yeah and it was like this is a love letter like he, he said i mean he didn't man sorry so oh, there's the choking up there hot yeah well no so yeah i'm getting super emotional um this <laughs> So there's the two hardcore uh, HBO podcasts that they've done so far, like official HBO podcasts on Watchmen. Um, actually, as of so, what dropped yesterday on the Ringer? Um, there's a Ringer podcast called The Watch, and they do a lot of TV shows. Um, they do some movies, but mainly TV shows. And it's Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan, and they interviewed Lindelof, um, and they interviewed him yesterday. So it was after the last episode aired, and he talks a lot about how much he cared for this source material. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. I wish I could. But the guy that co-wrote this episode with him is actually a guy that he met because the dude was super into Lost and would like su- he would write super in-depth reviews with really in-depth and insightful uh, theories as to what would happen. And the, dude, the guy loves Watchmen. And both of them had the favorite episode of The Clockmaker, or issue of The Clockmaker. Uh. Um, from Watchmen, and so they wanted to. I mean, he talks about how they ended up with his story, like because they asked, "Did you think you had to do an episode of Doctor Manhattan?" He said, "In looking at it, ultimately, yes, we had to, yeah. and we wanted to, because uh, this ulti- He's like, we we didn't want it to be a sequel, but ultimately, no, that's dumb. It's thirty years later; it's going to be a sequel. Yeah, we don't have to include all the characters, but you know, there are key ones that we. Anyway, it's 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 a good listen." Uh, to kind of hear how they broke the st- broke down the the season and uh, all the writers that were involved and point of views and stuff like that, but man, I, I the whole time that I don't know about you guys, but I watched this episode three times total, and I was I was looking for gaps the whole time, like all right, what doesn't work here? And I just I thought the the back and forth between past, present, and future was great. Yeah, it was done very well. Very compelling too. I was, I was super into this one. And there was dong. <laughs> yes, you keep bringing <laughs> that up. Dong. Yes, there was dong. Is that your next point again uh, about the dong? I was just teasing it. Uh, no. But no, it is not my next point. But you're just teasing it... the dong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Randy, what was your point? Uh, you could just say that the uh, the storytelling was great. <laughs> Uh, Randy goes on a nice, like a little multi-minute Rant. exposition there, passionate <laughs> speech about someone else's passion for the comics. Blah 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 blah. And it's like, and uh, sum all that up in two words. <laughs> uh, I will talk about the shootout at the end. Yeah. Bang bang. Want to talk about the dong? Nah, no. I'll, I'll save that for you with your third point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the shootout. That'll, that'll be my third, fourth, and fifth. <laughs> uh, I liked this a lot, and it kind of gave a climax to uh, what Randy's talking about with that that fancy storytelling, <laughs> where he she's lo- lock and loaded with the guns and stuff, and he goes, "This is the moment. Mm-hmm. This is the moment where I fell in love with you." Yeah. And she's like, "What? What'd you say? We've been together? You know?" But it was, it was good. It was cute. Maybe not cute. No, I I love the. <laughs> we knew Angela was a badass before, yeah. But this just 
really drove it home like well i'm like no this is like hold up she's awesome she's gonna go out there and save a god like she, <laughs> she's like i got this don't worry <laughs> i know you're a god but don't worry i got this well of course hers was a suicide mission also well although there were well, a lot of trucks care. that pulled up after she, she killed a there. lot of people <laughs> She she did just hear from Lady True like, hey, they're gonna go to Doctor Manhattan. They're gonna capture him and or yeah, capture him and kill him. And then he kind of says the same thing. She's like, okay, well, I got to protect you then. Yeah. Yep. And then he came out and did his blaster thing. That was pretty cool. Face blast, which was badass. That was cool. Choo choo. I'm doing the hands while I'm saying that. By the way, <laughs> it'd be cool if he made the sound effects with the, his mouth. Splat too. out. <laughs> Like, pew 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 pew. <laughs> so it was a cool shootout, and uh, I didn't know if she was going to live through it or not, because they were really made it look like he Doop. was not. He was in the pool. He was having pool yeah. time. Yeah. Or making eggs. He's, he's just in there, just sawing on a waffle. <laughs> like, well, it looks serious out there. <laughs> Guess I should go out there now. Yeah. Alrighty. Talk about it. Um, gosh, there's still so much to talk about, Oh, but, oh man. Okay. Let's see. Okay. I guess I'll just ask the question. Okay. So. AIDS. (laughs) Well, thank you. That clears it right up. (laughs) Not the AIDS, but. uh, (laughs) Um, so Dr. Manhattan goes out on the pool to show her that he can walk on the water. I don't know if he was showing her. Well, well t- he says, but it'll be significant. Or uh, you need to see this for something later on. Uh-huh. What the well, hell was he talking about? So. Hold on. I, okay. Now, now, you know what? I'm having trouble remembering past, present, and future. <laughs> um, I do know. I do recall that when he's talking about creating that creating life on that planet he talks yes, about walking he does. on water and she's like oh you can walk on water and they talk about that when they meet yes but how is that significant for later on it's because happening he's walking on water at the pool when angela asks him to ask will so maybe it's so maybe i'm reading too much into it no 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 i'm saying that uh that's an important moment right she sets everything in motion at that moment it's significant moment that he just happens to be standing on water. Okay. Because I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know the comics at all. But when I heard him say that, I didn't know if it would... I don't know. Like, is this the end of his story? Or can he somehow come back from this and the water is somehow significant of this? I, I don't know. Let me pose something. That I just saw going through the transcript. Okay. He says they're in the bar in Saigon. Oh, I think you're about to step on my next point, but go ahead. I'm going to stomp it. (laughs) All right. So he has that egg and she says, so you can put them in this egg. And if I ate it, I could walk on water. And he said, theoretically, yes. Because he's saying that he could transfer his powers or whatever. Uh and then when we when he comes back out of the body of the dude and he's in there making breakfast she throws eggs on the floor yeah has he somehow passed her power his powers and she's 
Gonna get some I, powers a little bit here. My my so obviously they shouldn't mention that lightly that he can transfer powers. Right. Possibly, we can go into your but, next point if you want. If that no, that's no, no, what you're going to talk about. Either way, it's fine. I just I think that them mentioning that it's you know hey transfer of powers. What's the uh, what's so and so's gun? I can't remember. Anyway, um, but Angela, I, I feel like Angela taking the eggs and smashing them is is visually telling me Angela doesn't have his powers. Right. Now, I do think that he is going to transfer his powers to someone or have. I think he, he already has. has. Already. And that's what I was thinking after this all ended. But yeah, I, are we thinking of, I don't know if we're thinking the same person. It's not a spoiler if it's just a theory. Okay. I think it's the kid because that, that little toy that he was playing ah. with, we didn't see it any other place and we didn't see any evidence that there's like these magical toys that float and he's well, sitting there creating this thing in the air and you see right. Manhattan kind of doing the same thing. I don't know if he's already transferred it to him and the kid just doesn't know. <laughs> Thanks for the floaty toys, mom. I don't know. <laughs> well, I feel like. I feel like if that was inexplicable, right? Like, if he was just making... I mean, I, yeah, I, I feel like Angela would be like, oh, shit, what the fuck's happening? Um, plus, I, I don't know. I feel like we may have seen... It, it has to be have happened on screen already, right? Right. There has to be some sort of connection. I don't think Will interacted with... Did he interact with that kid? He was his father for a very long time. We're talking about oh, Will. Will. Uh, Will. Cal, well, no, Cal didn't yeah. know. Cal had no clue. Right, but it says that they also said that he would be able to use his power <sighs> if he was in danger. Yeah. That's true. So, I, with that kid's playset, it was, um, going back, it, it was like a, there was a box next to it. Like, it yeah. was a manufactured thing. Right. A mass manufactured thing. So, I think that was normal. But with, uh, you're right, with playing with the context of in a life alter like a life-threatening situation you would react maybe maybe that's what we're going to see next episode um i really feel like i mean angela was in a life-threatening moment in this episode yes. and she didn't react like a god yeah that's true very well could be i don't know ah uh, but there's more to come yeah I bet we're going to get some I'll secrets be- revealed in this next episode. How badass would it be a lube man got to be? <laughs> what? <laughs> the power of the lube! <laughs> That's his catchphrase. I will lube the world! <laughs> Alright, anyways. Uh, On that note. Randy, what's your point? Not overall, uh, the specific point you're about to say. Oof. Oh, and what uh, did you just talk about? <laughs> we, well, we started, I was talking about the water. Oh, yeah. Walking on water. Uh, but I feel like we went into a lot of other things after that. Yeah, I mean, for mine, you can just basically uh, passing on Dr. Manhattan's powers. Like, we, we talked about that for a little while. So, to move things along. Now it's on you, sir. Uh, and for me, just say floating playset. Dong. No. All right. 
Dong. The floating dong. Uh, no, uh, I will talk about John's backstory. Okay. In Germany? Or I would assume they, that's... Or were they an outlying country? I would assume it was somewhere near Germany. Dude, I'm a geographic dum dum. I don't have. I, I don't, don't even know. remember what they said. Ole, welcome to Germany. That was a spot on German accent. <laughs> uh, man, yeah, I don't. I don't think it was Germany. Especially since Crookshanks and what's what's their faces, they seem British, right? I just love how they got moved to Downton Abbey. <laughs> well, and saw. Two people haven't said. Not even. Not like, even. They just barely got their outer clothes off. I, I mean, I think back in that day, that was that counts as sex. But they were just both <laughs> like, uh, "Hey, bud, let me tell you about the birds and the bees." Yeah, yeah. that was strange. Also, yeah, I'm like, here's a Bible. Like, <laughs> you're not even this child's father. It was weird, but that's also the kind of creepy thing you would expect from people who hand out Bibles. But the, I mean, to people who don't necessarily want them. <laughs> well, and he was Jewish oh. too, right? Yeah, yeah. I I will say I liked the visually. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, so he steals an apple, mm-hmm. and you know, historically, it's not you know, it's not based on any fact. It didn't say apple in the Bible. People historically think like, oh, okay, the the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil is an apple. Eve right. gave Adam an apple, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, he takes a bite of the apple, he sees the sex, and then when he creates life, after, he's already gotten the Bible, so he's read the Bible, and then on, he's creating life on this new planet. A tree grows, and instead of apples, it has tomatoes. Like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's He's like, uh, no, uh, I'm... I don't know. I feel like that's his way of saying I'm a benevolent god. Like, yeah. I'm not going to subject you to... I, I don't know. It's, it's just... I'm going to have a... Tomato tree. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, check it out. He says, I am raised in Heidelberg, Germany, uh, until his mother falls in love with an SS officer, as one does. And then they, fear, yeah. fearing their lives, they flee for England. And then from England, they uh, go to America. Okay. So, yes, they were in ah. England. Okay. They were in Downton Abbey. Yes. It did look a and lot like Downton Abbey. <laughs> I'm going to be honest here, guys. I don't. I don't really watch Downton Abbey, but I really feel like HBO and Lindelof could have gotten the cast of Downton Abbey. Yeah, <laughs> and it would have been fantastic. Would it? Man, I really. I feel the Venn diagram of Downton Abbey and Watchmen is very <laughs> narrow <laughs> in the middle, but it, it eventually would have gotten figured out. And I thought. I think people would have loved it. Would have gone crazy for it. Get that crossover rating. <laughs> so I have more questions. All right. Yes. We have all the answers. Yes, we do. So I'm assuming now that Ozzy, I'm just going to call him Ozzy, was trying to spell out it was it help me or save me. And then it just said D. I'm guessing yeah. it's Doctor or Doc Manhattan or whatever. Probably. Not daughter. I mean, possibly. No, there's so no way it's daughter. He doesn't know that Manhattan is dead now. 
So is he stuck well, there? He does. He thinks Doctor Manhattan's trapped in that body. Yeah, right. Because that's the last interaction he had. He gave him that secret circle to stick in his brain, right? So that he wouldn't know he's Doctor Manhattan. So, so I is mean, he stuck? He's like, stuck. He's he just can't... hoping one day he'll come out of that th- that body and find him. Now I, I can't remember if Doctor Manhattan told Ozzy about the ten year thing to where. He no, he he didn't. But I guess I guess this is kind of where the Doctor Manhattan timeline comes in. If all right, let's say at Ozzy knows he gave him something that blocks his memory and his powers. If Doctor Manhattan comes out of it, he would eventually he experiences the time before he went under. Right? Mm-hmm. He knows before he went under. <laughs> yeah, I should really check on remember. that guy. Make sure he's all right. <laughs> Yeah, he would remember. I put, I took Ozzy there. Let me check on him. That kind of, thing. <laughs> yeah. like, or, I, I don't know. I still feel like it could. I, I don't know how old Lady True is. I'm still clinging to the hope that she is Ozzy's father. Yeah, she is Ozzy's daughter. Yeah. Just because of the way that she brought up the parentage thing. Um, I, I like I said, this is Ozzy's hell that he created, and it's fantastic. And what's the significance of the horseshoe? Like, I know that I don't, he's... They kept accidentally putting it in and there. And I get that, but he was, like, super excited. He's, he's like, gonna I'm going to dig my way, way out. Yeah. But that looked like a so, pretty thick building. <laughs> yeah! I, there there was a point where he said, like... So, they tried to give him the horseshoe, and he said no. And he's like, do you want to... Anyway, he said, at one point, I can't remember when it was. He's like, do you want me to get the horseshoe? Yeah. And he says, no, not right. yet. Like, I remember I, that happening. The horseshoe has some sort right. of significance to it. Now, this was the, the, the post credit stinger. And I know last week I, I told you, like, I there was this guy that said, hey, sit through the credit. I was just, I was baffled. Yeah. I have no freaking, he's not Andy Dufresne with a exactly. rock I, I don't know what the significance of the horseshoe is. I mean, I have to assume we'll find out next Well, time. he yeah. starts digging as soon as he finds it. He so does. I assume but... he thinks he's just going to dig his way out of there. Uh, but it... he's not stupid, so there's got to be something more to it. No, but he can also see the end game. He'd be, he'd be like, man, this may take me weeks, but I can see Is he going to put a poster of What's-Her-Face over it, too? <laughs> yes. Uh, there were three posters, man. Ah, okay. It's been a while since uh, I've seen that movie. Can... Can we assume? All right, I, I, theory crafting. Um, can we assume that when Lady True goes to that property and provides these people with a baby and takes over the property and whatever lands on it's hers, that's Ozzy landing, right? Like, oh, can we just assume okay. that? Okay, I could see that. Yeah, which would be the past, right? Now that doesn't account for Ozzy being invisible the rest of this time. <laughs> I tried to count the freaking. I, I tried to count the candles on the uh, the cake that he mm-hmm. got when they said, hey, it's the anniversary. They asked that I bring this. And I want to say it was only seven, ah. which would put it at 2016, because I, I think it was 2009 when he asked to go to that planet with from Manhattan. Uh-huh. So okay. there's three years there that, that could account for a gap. And maybe Ozzy has been pulling the strings this whole time. I, which I would love because he was pulling the strings the entire time in the Watchmen comic, yeah. and we didn't know it, so it would it would be fitting. Um, no, there's 
this last episode has so much to reveal. That, that would be interesting. I mean, what else could have landed from space? You know, the, the only thing that we know of that is in space that has been told to us is Dr. Manhattan on Mars, which we've been told that that never actually happened. That was fake. And Ozzy on Europa, which we know is true. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. And he did. Remember, he did get up there on the surface of the moon and say, save me D, which he may have said, save me doctor or doc. Yeah. But there was a, that satellite or up there. Dweeb D pan. Ooh. <laughs> or dweeb the people. Ooh, we should Photoshop <gasps> yeah. that. Ooh. I like it. <laughs> uh, so maybe she saw that could have been five years ago and yeah. she saw it in the satellite and it took her two years to get him back to earth and and she sent a little baby space baby crib to him and he space hopped in. baby crib hop in the space baby crib <laughs> take a couple of those river babies with you <laughs> he may have i think i think this episode kind of cements like we can't trust time as we have oh, seen yeah this show. yeah you know i did really find it sweet uh the sheriff guy the older the oldest clone or whatever who captured him and talked to him in the jail cell game warden yeah game warden um he's up there just kind of you did this to yourself and blah 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 being tough with him but the, and then at the end he's like and here's your cake yeah <laughs> <laughs> he still loves him yeah. you know he's he truly does love and adore him yeah he's just knows he's the wisest of the land of the dumb clones mm-hmm. and he's Taking it upon himself to be the sheriff of the lands. It's to not keep... saying much if you're the smartest person amongst all those. <laughs> now we will smash the tomatoes in his face until he says he'll stay. And apparently he never would do it. Because really, that's just a way to kill time at this point. Well, I'm sure it's happened before. It's so just like they're going to smash tomatoes in my face again. Yeah, how many times has that happened? Yeah. <laughs> uh, good episode. Uh, what else we miss, everybody? I got uh, some things. Um, oh, when he, Doctor Manhattan walked in the bar, got a couple beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gave me a little nostalgia for the comics, where uh, Doctor Manhattan's girlfriend brought him a beer, and that's how they met each other. Mm-hmm. Why is he so much nicer to Angela than he was to Lori? Did he just learn? He was nice to Lori. Wait. He was mean to Lori? I mean, he wasn't mean to her, but so, he just seemed a lot less in love. Well, this is kind of brought up on that Lindelof podcast on The Watch, but, you know, Superman has kryptonite, right? Mm-hmm. Dr. Manhattan, who was once a human. He likes the ladies. Love. Well, love is his, could be his kryptonite. Okay. Like, and because of the way he experiences time, it doesn't. The initial conversation doesn't happen as natural as it does with uh, other humans. Would be very uh, awkward. So that's because early on he was obviously he was he wasn't mean to Lord. No. He he became just his cold godlike self at some right. Point. Yeah, and also in 1985 when he was with Lori, he was preoccupied with trying to solve the world's energy crisis and stop nuclear war. Now, he's just looking for a way to find his humanity a little bit and forget that he's a god because he's created life. He's happy yeah. with that, apparently. 
Um, so he's just trying to find a way to be more human now. So he's looking for that connection yeah. again. And I, th- I think in the comic, um, he couldn't see past a certain point because of the tachyon yeah. field. Whereas in this scenario, he could see beyond it. He just couldn't see what happened during it, which would be the, the 10 years that are blank for mm-hmm. him. Um, so maybe that played into it. He's, he knew he would meet her then, and he would be with her after he came out of this fog. Yeah. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. And by the way, excellent choice of humans to choose to enter their body. Good job, Dr. Manhattan. King? Yeah, well. Oh. He didn't two. choose them. She chose them. I know. She was I like, might choose that one, too. Oh, she's like, well, I may have one in the back I might be suitable for. Why did she wait yeah. to reveal him last? <laughs> Well, I think that could kind of play into the reason that in the PDPD uh, of papers and the files, he s- talks about uh, black people from America, you know, moving to Vietnam just due to the race tensions in America. Mm-hmm. So it could play, th- you know, this whole season's been about race. Yeah. Like, that's not a secret. So maybe it plays into her not wanting him to become a black man just because of what that entails for his life. Yeah, that very well could be. I was just thinking that uh, what if, not confirmation, but maybe kind of indicates that Dr. Manhattan does not save Osmandius from Europa, and maybe it's Lady True, because you're right. It's that 10-year period he doesn't know, but he knows before and he knows after. So when he's talking to Ozzy at his Antarctic base or whatever, uh, and he offers to send him to this place, he would know if it went bad for him after that 10-year period, if he had to rescue him. Yeah. And he would have told him. He has no problem doing it. He's like, I'll send you to this place. It's going to end in tragedy. He has no problem telling people that. Yeah. He didn't say anything. He just thought it was going to be great. That's true. So I think, you're, I think you're probably right. I think he does get rescued before that before Dr. Manhattan comes out of his uh, little blackout. Yeah, that that could be very oh, true. Unless Dr. Manhattan dies. Well, at, after oh, he gets out. Uh, yeah. But to be honest, storytelling aspect, Ozzy has to play a bigger role than he has. <laughs> right, yeah. The overall story. Yeah. So it, odds are he got there before the 10 years. Was yeah. Out. In the baby space crib. Yes. All right, that's all I got. What y'all got? Anything else? Um, Do you, you look like you're scared to say something? No, I did put Doctor Manhattan is hot. <laughs> Just want to make sure I emphasize that. Oh, I did want to mention that. Uh... I really enjoyed the bar scene throughout the whole episode. Yeah. To where it just looked like it was just this smooth dude <laughs> who just had this story and he was sticking to it. And, you know, every once in a while he'd say something and she'd just be like, you are good. <laughs> I ain't going to dinner with you, but you got an answer for everything. I, that was pretty cool. I like that back yeah. and forth. All right. How much to write or memorize all... Dr. Manhattan's lines in the bar verbatim and sit down with a random human being and issue those lines. The tunnel of love line was pretty good. No, but it will be your favorite. (laughs) Yeah, that would work because you could do it on any song. Yep. You just have to wait for the previous song to end. 
uh, I don't know. Uh, you'd have to change it to be instead of I'm Dr. Manhattan, it'd have to be I'm from the future. I gotta tell you, a guy tries that on me. <laughs> I'm like, little men with the white coat gonna come after you pretty soon here <laughs> you you if you're sitting alone in a bar drinking by yourself you'd probably entertain it for a couple minutes just to see what's it about maybe but i'm keeping my drink covered <laughs> <laughs> which i would yes you could. absolutely nine times out of ten it's not a guy doing a bit based off of the show watch it's trying to distract me <laughs> <laughs> oh boy alright anything else before we rate this thing no, let's go D 5 Randy 5 Steven 5 <laughs> a perfect score I don't and it know ranks the highest had... so far I, I don't know if we've ever had a show that got all 5's from us I don't think we have uh, we probably have I don't. I mean, definitely not Walking Dead. It was probably a Walking Dead episode. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Vato. <laughs> no, probably not Walking Dead. Maybe a preacher episode. Not no. all of us. Oh come on the the first the pilot episode of Preacher. No, because we were so confused no. and we didn't want to give it a five. Confused. And then, <laughs> yeah. I, I really feel like the closest we've come is the pilot episode of this show. And uh, yeah, that's true. I I definitely gave it a five. I don't know that I, I, D gave it. I think like a four or four or five, something I like mean, that. I, I really feel like this is the only show we've ever all given a five. Yeah, this is the only episode. It's Lindelof. I, How many fives would be on I, leftovers? Quite a few. Ooh, I, I mean, leftovers is a different show. Um, I'll be honest though. Like as because I just. It, as far as watching episodes of television, um, and I'm sure there's some recency bias here, but number one is still 407 from Mr. Robot. This is number two because I think this episode oh, really? is Ozymandias on Breaking Bad. Yeah, and I'm a huge I I love Breaking Bad. I've watched that entire series multiple times, but I, I I've watched this episode. I've analyzed. I don't know. I'm obsessed with this episode of television, wow. just as I was with 407 from Mr. Robot. It's incredible. It was excellent. It's just fantastic. Or maybe you're just getting older and you're just finding more things that you're like, yeah, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> just giving up. Well, <laughs> Nothing will ever get better. <laughs> it's not like I was rating, you know, season two, episode three of Entourage. <laughs> like hey, five. is that a dig on me? Because no. I rated every episode on Entourage a five? No, you didn't. Uh, no, I did not. Uh, <laughs> show was horribly sexist well yeah well i mean it was a different time <laughs> i love that because I, I think i watched something and i think a woman was actually one of the writers and she was like but i was one of the writers like it doesn't matter you can still be sexist it's not sexist they're just douchebags yeah but and they're glorifying they're... these douchebags so? Which I'm not gonna. I mean, I enjoyed the show, but uh, they were glorifying the douchebags being douchebags well, and a, taking advantage of women. He was a movie star. Okay, I will say that I kind of love the inverse uh, that HBO went with uh, Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Like Silicon Valley, they're they're not great people, just like <laughs> yeah. But they're the inverse where they're super PC. Yeah, 
they're none of them are athletic <laughs> and dreamy. Like it's just I don't know. It's it was uh, I thought it was kind of yeah. fun. All right, most watch most most watchable moment. Ooh, there's a lot. Well, name one now. Uh, I'm gonna go with the shootout. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Which part? Oh damn. Um. What? You can't break that down. I mean, you have to. I think I'm gonna go with Angela being a badass in that. Yes. Yeah, he was going with the face explosion. Is that what you're going with, Randy? Face Uh, explosion? Heads exploded (laughs) on camera. There were lots of heads exploding. Yeah, there were. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to go with the overall episode everything. (laughs) You can't do that. (laughs) Hey, everything. It's the loophole everything to winning. Every I could week. see you could like the the playing with time <laughs> with here. I mean, uh, no, I'm going to go with uh, Angela causing it all. The incident, mm-hmm. as I would like to call it. Okay. I'm, I'm pandering to my lost oh, people. Now you've got That's me. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, devote. That's a tough choice between heads exploding and Angela causing all of this. I am. I think I'm going to have to go with Angela because it was a pretty big reveal. Oh, Randy. Yeah, I'm going. The incident. Oh, all right. I'll go with face explosion. <laughs> and the incident wins. So Angela badass loser. <laughs> face explosion. Put explosions. Explosion. <laughs> loser. The incident. Winner. 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 Yay! Best episode of TV ever. I did like how they really played with not showing his face there for a while, too. Yeah. Like, and, I, mean, I was like, they're really not going to show us his face. Yeah. And, of course, when he just transformed bodies, that's how they kind of explained that. That was kind of cool. I will say the the way that they showed, like, the more computerized version first before uh, they revealed just Cal and makeup. <laughs> um, I was willing to accept that more. Like. I don't know, because it did a really good job. And I think that was one of the things we said that we were kind of worried about, that they would make Dr. Manhattan look stupid. Um, and I thought they did a really good job with him. And even the makeup, I think, was believable. Yeah, they probably used a lot of budget on this. Yeah. Getting him perfect. Because it did look it looked phenomenal. Yeah. They did, I thought they did a great job. I really liked the effect they did when he got shot with that gamma ray at the end or whatever. Where it literally just tore him apart and sucked him into it. Yeah. thought that was pretty sweet. The explosion. Yep. The suction. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. Um, hope. Or, or next time on. Spoilers. Do it. Okay. I mean, we just see Senator Keen like, in a contraption that seems like it's akin to what Dr. Manhattan was created mm-hmm. in. It's a brain um, transplant eyes, eyes, or. <laughs> well, we saw, we, we, Dr. True, or Dr. Uh, Lady True did tell us that they're going to capture him and then kill mm-hmm. him. And we know that Keen wants to become the new Dr. Manhattan. So it's, it seems that they're going to transfer him to that facility, capture him somehow. That's what that gun was. Maybe that was part of the teleportation stuff. Capture him. And transfer his energy to Keen. I, do, I mean, I don't know. I kind of, I 
I think that Keen would explode. That's exactly what I I was thinking. Because, I mean, I think we talked about this last time, too, that part of that is... What's his face? John did explode, but then he figured out how to put himself back together. Yeah. So does Keen know how to do that? Or do they reveal somebody who he passed his powers to who saves him? Yeah. Or Lube Man! do they trap him in a payphone like they did that electric gremlin in Gremlins Two? Mm, good point. Maybe it's a vegetable one. <laughs> D, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but come on. Everybody loved Spider Spike yes. from Gremlins <laughs> too. That's what everybody was, was good and good. yeah. There was yeah. all and he had Grandpa Munster, yeah. who was just Grandpa Munster the entire time. <laughs> uh, so the next episode is the season finale. Oh man! Uh, and possibly the last episode we'll ever see of Watchmen too. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I do. I do think that with how critically acclaimed this show is. It not be the last now will it be damon lindelof it, is the question it will i don't think it will I, I don't think it'll be lindelof and i think they've learned their lesson from true detective how they rushed season two uh, out yeah. and season two was terrible yeah. of true yeah. detective they've learned let's uh let's take our time with this let's get a I, I think they need a big name director behind this um i know that Zack snyder uh <laughs> He did the movie, D. Uh, yeah. Which he did an excellent job, if you ask me. I think so. He did an excellent job of that movie. He's he's waned maybe <laughs> since. I wonder what Alan Moore's thinking. Uh, you you would imagine he's Alan watching Moore's these an episodes, asshole. right? No. He's an asshat. <laughs> he is an asshat. Like but s- he still has to watch it. I just No, he doesn't. But I think he does. <laughs> no. I think here's what I think. I think he doesn't watch it. I think he will get online and he'll see that people are praising it and then just shut down his computer and throw it. <laughs> I mean, it's a good reaction. Uh, all right. Uh let's check in. D, what have you been working on? Um, I've been watching Castle Rock. The second Ooh. season. Right. Um I'm it, interested because I haven't is watched it. Is it rockier? yes it's i mean it's kind of like typical stephen king where it takes place in the same universe it's in the same area well that's the that's the premise of ultimately that's the premise of right if you go back and you look at every single stephen king novel they'll take place in maine all (laughs) yeah they all take place well in the same universe oh really except uh yeah and I don't think it's spoiling anything. Andy Dufresne shows up. <laughs> Are you shitting me? <laughs> it's not Andy Dufresne. No. It's actually the actor. But Tim Robbins is yeah, in it. Yeah, Tim this. Robbins is in and it. I think it's a little ridiculous to cast Tim Robbins <laughs> in a show that takes place 80 okay, years hey, after no. Shawshank takes place, but that he was also in. Yeah. Unless there's in some Shawshank. T- unless there's some tie-in here, because Shawshank Prison exists in this universe. Yeah. Well, there. I mean, Stephen King did write stories that are not. He, he wrote Shawshank. Uh, I understand. Yes. He wrote Shawshank, uh, Stand yeah. by Me, Misery, uh, and Dolores Claiborne. Uh, those are the ones I know off the top of my head that aren't supernatural at all. Yeah. But. You know, uh, theoretically, they still take place in the same universe. And 
my God, if you throw Tim Robbins in... <laughs> and I mean, when he first went on, got on screen, I was like, Andy Dufresne. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, let's throw Morgan Freeman on screen and be like, well, hello. <laughs> let's have him narrate the whole time. No, but I mean, other... I, I, and he's a completely different character. Um, and at first, it's, a, it's off-putting because, I mean, I've noticed in a lot of these Stephen King shows or you know like the mist has that same old lady um from castle rock um the blind lady um oh from six feet under yes so i mean she's showed up in a few of his made for tv movies or whatever tv shows (laughs) made for tv tv yeah i don't know she showed up in quite a few of those and i mean i didn't think anything of it that she was in the mist and she was also in castle rock but just the fact that Tim Robbins was also in Shawshank and they are near Shawshank prison. And, but anyways, um, but yeah, I, uh, so far I really like the season. I think they're doing a good job and they're, they're kind of tying it back to the last season, but not really. You'd have to watch spoilers. it for that to make spoilers. sense. Uh, is spoilers the, is the main. Well, if you got too far into that, you would have, I, I stopped is the main lady. Does she play the sister in the league of, uh, Lori Petty? Is that her? His orthodox sister. Oh, maybe that is her. Randy, I guess it sounds like you may know who I'm talking about. You're talking about uh, Gina Davis' sister, Lori Petty? Gina Davis' sister? In uh, A League of Their Own. That is. Lori Petty plays her sister. She was also Tank Girl. She's been in Orange is the New Black. No, not her. No. She's not been in Orange is the New Black. Then we are on not on the same page. No, I think it's her. I will research further. And I think tell you no might one. be right. But yeah, she's doing great in that in this show too. She's a little off-putting herself. Well, but well, I'm not going to get too far into it. But spoilers. Uh-oh. All right, uh, that's that all. Oh, and I finally got to see the last show of uh, Outlander. Ah, was it in French? No, it's not in French. <laughs> it was in English. It was good. Really? Yes. Truthfully. Yes, I love that show. All right. So good. You and your historical quote-unquote fiction. Or wait, would it be quote-unquote historical fiction? It's I don't, not historical I don't, fiction. I don't know why you put a comma in between historical Man, and fiction. I don't know. <laughs> all right. That's all. Castle Rock, Outlander... Boom, Randy, go. Um, man, there's just so much wrestling, so it's tough for me to keep up on shows. Um, and yet, you so watched this episode of Watchmen four times. <laughs> Three, oh, but yeah. Um, I, I mean, I know I praised Mr. Robot earlier, so Mr. Robot still continues. Um, it has two more episodes, and the season's phenomenal. Uh. The Expanse comes back this week. Is that good? Which, man, if you if you have not watched The Expanse, you, you really should. Um, it started out on Sci-Fi. Amazon bought it, so this latest season is produced and put on Amazon Prime. But the first three seasons are, I mean, by Sci-Fi uh-huh. standards, they're huh. phenomenal. Uh, it's it is a really great show. I I enjoy it thoroughly. Um, 
I have the first book, and the first book is written very much like Game of Thrones, where it's a point of view character. Uh, so, I I really encourage everybody to watch it. Uh, it comes out I think December thirteenth. Is that a Netflix show? When the, the yeah, uh, no, it's going to be Amazon. Oh. Prime. You already said that. Sorry. It's fine. Uh, So, the way I understand that it got saved, like, so Sci-Fi was going to cancel it, and Jeff Bezos was like, no, I want to make it. Really? Yeah, he's such a fan. And and really, it's it's fantastic. That'd be a cool power to have. Oh, for sure. Tom, uh, the first season is a... Yeah, I I don't want to give anything away, but I mean, it stars Thomas Jane... He's kind of the he's the only big name that's in it the first season, but after that you don't care and you grow to love some other characters and it's just it's it's a great show. But I was a Star Trek: The Next Generation junkie <laughs> kid, so I, that may play into it as well. That was a good show. Eh. You shut your mouth. And yes, she did play Rebecca Ruxin in the league. Okay. And she was in some other stuff. She started out She's with been in a lot of things. Started out in Freaks and Creeks. Who's Rebecca Ruxin? What? Who was she? She's she Ruxin's played sister. Rodney Ruxin's sister. Well, who's Rodney what? from Nick the league? Kroll. Nick Kroll. What? Randy. I get I get the league Nick reference. Nick Kroll. You know who Nick Kroll is? Yeah, from yes. the league. <laughs> Ruxin. He has a sister. I think he's messing with us now. <laughs> No, he was a sister thought... in the show, a character. Okay, well, I thought you were talking about the league, and there was a character named Roxanne. No. <laughs> a bad. Her... Well, she's but been in a She's in Cloverfield. Oh, she was in yeah. Cloverfield. Wait. <laughs> we we oh, broke okay. Randy. I don't know what you're about. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, her name's Lizzie Kaplan, so you just go, just yeah, go yeah. search her and she's been a... get back to us. Yeah. She's she is. She's weird in Castle Rock. Yes. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, speaking of Stephen King, they dropped a new trailer. I believe it was before Watchmen, actually, for The Outsider, which is a Stephen King novel. I talked about it before. It involves graphic child Ooh. murder, so I'm anticipating how this okay. will play out on HBO. <laughs> But uh, has Jason Bateman Ooh, okay. as a uh, pivotal character in the show, and I, I, I loved this novel, and so I'm since I'm so tied to the source material, I'm hoping that HBO does it well, considering what they've done with Watchmen. I have faith. So you know, I'm okay. thinking the Stephen King guy's gonna—he's going places. I think so. <laughs> What's gonna happen when he dies? There will be no more horror movies they're ever. Gonna, they're going to make like a statue of him somewhere in Maine, maybe. Probably. <laughs> He's made Maine very known. <laughs> He's heard tourism here for years. <laughs> I'm going to check out that trailer because I always fast forward through it. The beginning. Oh, it's it's dark. That's all right. Like the lighting is bad. <laughs> the lighting is bad. Yes. And children okay. die. Well, you don't want to see that, so no wonder they made the lighting bad. And then wrestling. Oh, well, nobody cares wrestling. about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'll go. Mm-hmm. I am powering through the boys' comic. Powering through, meaning well, it's not good. So, can 
Can I ask huh? you a question? We've kind of gone over this before on the podcast. I don't know if it was Watchmen. Um, the Boys uh-huh. TV show? Good. Yeah, I love it. I liked it. I've never read anything good about the comic uh-huh. book. And it's by you saying you're pushing through it, it makes me yeah. seem like uh, it's not worth it. Did you read. recently just watch the series? Of yeah. The Boys? I mean, I watched oh, okay. it. Okay, I thought out. you were kind of bringing it up like you were, well, yeah, I'll just give it a shot. And it was pretty badass. No, because, well, the boys trailer, uh, the boys season two trailer. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw that. That mm-hmm. looks insane. It does look good. It looked like a red band trailer, basically. It was so much blood and squishy heads squishing. <laughs> heads exploding. Yep. Uh, so anyways, I'm, uh, I say pushing through only because, you know, it's like 60, 70 episodes, issues and I'm just trying to get through them. Uh, I mean, it's it's cool. I like them. Um I think I'm hitting issue 50 or so right now. And uh, this is the big controversial storyline that they asked the creators or the writers if they're going to do it in the show. uh, Because apparently it's so out there or inappropriate um, that they're just like, there's no way they can do this. This storyline is called Herogasm. And they did say that they are going to do it. Um, I haven't read it. I'll have to get back to you, but it's, I think, maybe a five-issue arc, so I may make it through that tonight. I just flipped through the first few pages looking for, you know, nudity. Well, that's uh, the way to look through a comic. Definitely nudity. Yeah. Uh, but you, it does look like they changed interior artists in this issue, and it looks very cartoony. Like, I don't know, if Randy, if you did comics in the 90s, but, like... In the late '90s, they all all the characters just got super cartoony looking, and super ultra bulgy muscles and over pronounced yes. features. It almost looked like a caricature you get when you go to a carnival or something where I they like over pronounce everything. It, it kind of coincided actually with a phase in wrestling <laughs> of <laughs> ab- abnormally muscular men. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So I'm going to read that. And I say also power through because I really want to go back and reread Watchmen issues and really just pay real close attention to them. But, I mean, uh, I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying not to jump off the boys bandwagon to get into Watchmen. I'm trying to make it through this before I start watching. I mean, because you can. Nobody's telling you you have to finish the boys first. No, but if I leave it now, I may never get back to it. Like I never got back to uh, Batman Dark Knight Metal. With the Batmantium. Batmantium? Well, Batmantium? Because that sounds stupid. And the baby apocalypse. Yeah, that sounds stupid. <laughs> it was stupid. Which brings me to my next, <laughs> what would seem to be a recommendation. Oh, it's in the recommendation section, but I'm saying it's not a recommendation. <laughs> I watched the first episode of the Crisis on, Crisis on Infinite Earths cross, crossover. First of four episodes. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I just can't do it. It was awful. I mean, that's saying something because you watched uh, what's it called? The Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, that's a that's a funny show. It's because it's sticky and it's not really taking itself seriously. But oh man, they're trying. Hard. You can tell they're trying hard, and they're just not sticking the landing. <laughs> and, and you can tell because so- they got all these characters from all these shows on the same set. So they're probably rushing through filming, and you can just tell some of the stunts are just 
stupid and you can it's actually like, tell that it's a stunt person no like the wig falls off <laughs> not necessarily that it's just you can just tell it's just not well planned out it just looks cheap and like the storyline you know when i'm watching it on hulu or whatever i have to sit through the stupid commercials and then the commercial comes back and something's happening and that's just in left field i was like did i miss 20 minutes of this episode so then i scroll back through and i was like no they're just doing something weird here. And they did that three or four times in just the first episode. And the acting is awful. Just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... When this was announced, it was very curious to me because Crisis on Infinite Earths for DC, to me, is the equivalent of Infinity War on yeah. Marvel. And doing this on a TV show. <laughs> well, and with. Supergirl and and over a total of what at max two hundred minutes. I mean, I don't. I there there was they were not set up for success. With this. <laughs> and I didn't notice this before, but I think they recast Supergirl from the first season. She did look different. Yeah, so I think it is a different Supergirl, and she's not not good. And they got Batgirl right. Batwoman. Batwoman, sorry. Well, she's pretty bad too. And that's it's also it's also the choice of the characters. I understand these are the shows that are on right now, so that if they're doing a crossover, they have to pick these characters. But this No, they well, don't. Yes, they do. They ha- You're right, but you're wrong. They have a DC streaming well, channel. I mean, they could have picked a lot better. But they can't just go recast all these characters. They already have these people under contract. So they're not going to... We're going to put you in a crap show. Yeah, exactly. But why they pick these characters. So like this person's going through the multiverse and like, I'm here to bring you to Earth 5969 to save the world. It's like a Christmas story. And then it's like, really? You're coming to get me? Oh no, Christmas Carol, sorry. So anyways, this lady's traveling through time and she's finding the heroes to save the world. And they're stupid heroes like Batwoman with no powers and Arrow with no powers. Uh, the only heroes that are worth a damn are superhero like Superman and Supergirl. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. And that's all for me. So, we'll, uh, next week's the season finale of Watchmen. We will see you then. And then it's Christmas time. So, we'll see you next week. Until then, I'm Steven. I'm Randy. I'm D. Exploding heads. <laughs> Welcome to the Two Watchmen and a Lady, a Watchmen podcast by DweebThePeople.com. I'm Steven. I'm Randy. I'm Dee. And today we're talking about Watchmen. Season 1, Episode 8, A Gald Walks Into a Bar. Exploding heads. <laughs> and heads have exploded and will explode. They and now it's exploding. And now it's time to do the people. <laughs> that was terrible. That was fun. All right, ad lib number two. Welcome to Two Watchmen and a Lady, a Watchmen podcast by DweebThePeople.com. I'm Steven. I'm ready. I'm D. And today we're talking about Watchmen. Season 1, Episode 8, A God Walks Into a Bar. A head is exploding. <laughs> and a god... Damn it, no. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Welcome to Two Watchmen and a Lady, a Watchmen podcast by DweebThePeople.com. I'm Steven. I'm Randy. I'm Dee. And today we're talking about Watchmen, Season 1, Episode 8, A God Walks Into a Bar. A head has exploded. You can't use the same <laughs> one over and over on an improv. Oh, I'm doing it. Damn it. Welcome <laughs> to Two Watchmen and a Lady, a Watchmen podcast by DweebThePeople.com. I'm Steven. I'm Randy. I'm Dee. And today we're talking about Watchmen, Season 1, Episode 8, A God Walks Into a Bar. River hey, of God. Babies. God! <laughs> Alright. Nope, I, I get dibs after Steven on this one. Randy goes first this time. Welcome to Two Watchmen and a Lady, a Watchmen podcast by DweebThePeople.com. I'm Steven. I'm Randy. I'm Dee. And today we're talking about Watchmen, Season 1, Episode 8, A God Walks Into a Bar. A God will walk into a bar. Exploding heads. <laughs> And now it's time to dweeb the people. Couldn't decide if I wanted to go with River of Babies or Exploding Heads. <laughs> <laughs> I can just mash all this together and make it one weird... Supercut? <laughs> <laughs> River of Babies head exploding! <laughs> you can't do that again! <laughs> I like it.